I would say 95% or more of business owners have never seen their marketing. Like outside of that, oh, I can log into ConvertKit or I can log into my website. I can see the sales page. But there's no place where you can go to have a visual overview of if this, then that, right? Oh, when somebody opts in here, this is what happens. They go into this sequence. And then if they do this, then we send them here. There's no visual map of that. And having that, like when we do the marketing intensive, that is almost always the first time that people have actually seen their marketing outside of the tools. What's up? I'm Karanda Adair, Certified Automation Service Provider, and you are listening to Begin As You Mean To Go On. This podcast is for women of color with mission-driven service-based businesses who want to build automated sales and marketing systems the right way. If you're ready to work hard once to hire and employ technology to execute proven marketing strategies so you can get back to the rest of your business and your life, you are in the right place. Let's get it going. Hey, Mia. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. It's been so long. I like I've been waiting for this moment. So thank you for being here. (laughs) You and I both. I am just so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Um, Okay, so what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of go through a very mini version of what I offer folks inside of a marketing intensive. So we're going to talk about some marketing systems in your business. But before we get into that, tell the people how you make magic and, and, you know, what you do and who you do it for. How I make magic. I love that description. Um, So I am the owner and copywriter in chief over at the copy house where we write words that sell for online business owners. So we have a copywriting subscription where our clients can come in and for one flat monthly rate, they can order any of the copy assets that they would need to keep their business rolling um, and not have to do all the writing themselves, which is always the bonus, right? And so we have that subscription. We also support our clients through um, one-time projects such as launches or getting funnels set up as well. But basically we work in the world of words, which I'm very proud of myself for not stumbling over saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was excellent. And what I love about, because you, I mean, you've been at this for a little while, right? How long have you had this business? For almost four years. This will be year four. Okay. So you've been around a minute. It's not your first rodeo. You've probably been writing for longer than that. Oh, yeah. And what I love about what you've done is you've now morphed this into um, an, a model where it's really quite accessible, like compared to, you know, if you just go to a specialist copywriter and you want a landing page or you want this or that, like you're going to, you know, you're going to pay a pretty penny for someone who knows what they're doing is going to sell for you. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but your goal was like, let's make this accessible for more people to still get quality original words. Cause I just saw somebody talking about, make sure your copy is just your, you know, like, and so if people have sales pages, you could write those. Yeah. Yeah. If people need emails, you could write those. Yeah. Emails, sales pages, social copy, you know, uh, blog posts, which people should still be blogging. Yes, in 2022, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube descriptions, podcasts, show notes. We write the words, right? And you're 100% right. The reason I made this switch was because one, small business is the backbone of our economy, like our global and our 
our country's economy, right? And so just because we have small businesses and maybe we don't have multi-million dollar marketing budgets doesn't mean that we uh, should be relegated to the corner to not have quality content to keep our, our businesses moving forward. You know, 33% of businesses that fail state that ineffective marketing strategies is the reason for their demise. You know, that that's an actual statistic. And so looking at what I could do to help make that make quality content, original content. Yeah, we, we run everything um, through a plagiarism checker, not because we we are afraid that's one of our writers is going to plagiarize our stuff, but so that our customers can have peace of mind to say, yes, this has been checked. Um, and also taking the time to train our copywriters in our method of writing copy, um, which is rooted in, in ethical copywriting, which that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother a tangent there. We'll put that because you have a podcast as well, right? The Money Mission and Marketing Show. So I know you have a whole episode about that that we will put in the show notes. (laughs) Yes, for sure. For sure. Give that a listen if you're like ethical copywriting. What is that all about? Because yeah, it's a whole thing. We should all be doing it. So Cool. So the other thing that I love is that it's like I've been through the process of you know, you go through and you're like, oh, what do I need today? Oh, I think I'd like a new Facebook ad, right? So you just, you know, you give your information and look, people, if you're listening to this, like I already hired Mia to write our sales page. So I know what that process is like. And it was dreamy. And I still think about those cupcakes in a jar that you <laughs> sent me afterwards. <laughs> yes. Um, And this process was just as smooth. It was like, oh, what do I need today? You still have to do the work of like, you know, giving your, giving like your branding and your, you know, like you have to answer some questions so that people, so that your team can like write in, in their voice. Right. And that's one of the things when I got my sales page back, you're like, let me know the edits. I'm like, that's good. (laughs) Like, this is me. You got me, you know, and I gave you the pot of gold. Right. So I, you know, you had like lots and lots of examples. So one, I think one of the objections people have is, oh, it's not going to sound like me. And that's really what you and your team excel at. So if that's one of your objections, like RIP your excuses, just go do it. So here's the thing. We know what you have is amazing, but a lot of times we struggle to do for ourselves, right? What we do for others. And you, I mean, you write great words for yourself, but then the part that we do is like, you need the engine for those yes. words, right? What are you, what's the machine you're going to put all that beautiful, delicious copy into so that it can just be working for you, right? So what I want to do is just talk about where you're at in terms of these six systems that we're going to talk about. And then, um, what I would suggest for you to like streamline things a little bit more. Let's do it. Yeah. So if y'all aren't familiar with the six systems, uh, we're going to go through them one by one and I will drop the podcast from Chris Davis because he he's the originator of that. But the first one is traffic, right? Because in order to get our copy seen, we have to attract eyeballs. So how do people find you? Oh, this question. (laughs) So the primary way that people find us today in 2022 is through our Facebook group, which is the Money Marketing and Mission Community, uh, which is tied to our Facebook um, or tied to our podcast by the same name. And that's the second way is through our podcast, which we started only a few months ago, but actually, you know, it's ranking on a few charts. Like it's, it's doing very well, uh, for, to be kind of like a, 
a new thing out there that we just were like, we're going to do. So those are our two highest traffic drivers. We blog as well. So people come to our site, especially for those looking for keywords, ethical copywriter. That's like one of our top ranking keywords. Um, And we have some, a lot of content around that concept as well. Let me ask you something. How much time do you and your team spend doing repetitive tasks that could be automated? Things like answering the same questions over and over again, manually onboarding clients. How much money are you missing because you don't have an efficient way to follow up with 100% of your leads? If this sounds like you, then you should head over to carondafixmymarketing.com and apply to talk with us about our marketing intensive, where our team of certified automation service providers will dig deep into your marketing and sales processes to uncover your lost hours and your missing money. You'll come out of your intensive with the clarity to know exactly what you need to do to reach your next business level, and you can hire us to execute it. Head to carondafixmymarketing.com and apply right now. Now back to the show. Okay. Awesome. So it sounds like you have a a pretty solid organic traffic strategy in place, right? And that's bringing, do you have an idea of how many, I guess, views, you know, or listens, like, do you check those stats? Yes. So each episode gets about 200-ish listens, 200-ish downloads. That's kind of like our average number um, so far. Which I mean, seems pretty cool to me. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it seems great. Like it's it's only been what I've literally a few months, right? Yeah, so. we launched in yeah, like a month, a month and a half. So I'm I'm yeah. cool with that. Um. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> okay, so then we've got these eyeballs, and then you know, if you don't know, people who come to your website, ninety eight percent of those people are gonna leave and they're not gonna come back. So the next step is how can we continue a conversation with those folks? And and for me, the first step in that is generally capturing someone's email address, right? Getting them on your list so that you can continue to talk with them. Like social media followers are great, but you know, you don't own those relationships. And we know all these platforms are changing the game up, you know, every other month. So how are you capturing leads right now? So this is where the cobbler's children have no shoes. So <laughs> I understand. And this is like a no shame, no judgment. Like I'm, I got some cobbler's kids too. So we all yes. have them. So currently what, what is our most successful legion strategy has been the house parties that we throw. So we've established that every quarter we're going to throw a party, which like literally is a party. It's music. It's, it's, it's dancing. It's lots and lots of fun. Uh, Cause really part of our branding is that we want to have more fun while we're making money. Um, and so we, we every quarter we have these, but in between those times, <laughs> we have tried out a bunch of different things, and none of them have really been that successful. Which oh, okay. Is so tell me what you've tried. So we have oh gosh, we have so many uh, PDF downloads that we've tried as opt-ins. Um, I had a audio course that I put together, a free audio course that was based off of a webinar that I used to hold um, a couple times a year called the um, Seven Sales Page Sins, which that webinar, back when I did it live in our Facebook group, which that's a whole nother issue, our Facebook group, it might be time. <laughs> it might be time for the Facebook group. But that webinar, which was really successful, we would sell off the back of it 
consistently, we put into, um, we broke it down into a private podcast and that one barely got any opt-ins at all. We've tried linking directly to a live demo of the site, which I think the issue there was that uh, it was a bigger commitment to get someone to just kind of show up and like, who else is going to be there? Like, you know, it's kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know, just to go in and have the, have a demo. And what else have we tried? I mean, that's, that's, we've tried some like live webinar type things, but the most successful by far has been the house party type of situation. Okay. So people like that personal interactive element, right? Yeah. Um, and the people who show up to those are those kind of like the people who are circling your orbit. Is that like your social media and your Facebook group? And, um, are you getting new people? Do you think coming in from that? I think it's a blend. So we're at the point now in the subscription where we're getting subscribers and I have no clue where they came from, which is brilliant, but also like, yeah, like it's like, that's great. But also it's like, oh wait, I should probably be able to track where this person came from. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So like there's that, there's that as well. So I think that it is a blend of, I think it's mostly people who have somehow gotten to gotten into my orbit, most likely through the podcast or other podcasts or, or, you know, places I've been. Um, but then, but then it could just be people who just found us. Just, yeah. SEO and all that good stuff. Okay. So, um, some idea, some ideas that are sparking for me as you're talking is, um, people like your people like the personal touch, right? They need a little bit of a warm up especially, you know, the house party is cool because it's it's fun. I, I went to the last one. It was awesome. So I think capitalizing on your network and the people who already know, I need to see you getting your pin out, um, capitalizing on your, your referral network, right? Because I, in my container inside content bootcamp, like one of the things I know is that coaching isn't the be all end all at some point you need to start hiring people to do stuff for you. So one of the things I do is I'm, I'm consolidating, like who are the people I know are going to deliver, right? So that's you, that's, you know, my developers that I trust. That's like, that's like my network of people where I'm like, okay, when you graduate and you're ready to go hire, you know, help, these are the people I trust, right. Who are going to take care of you. Um, so finding more people like me, right? And utilizing that network and being intentional about saying, hey, our house party is coming up. You know, could you give us a shout out? Could you mention us in your email? Could you promo, like that kind of thing? Because that's going to get you those, you know, those warm referrals who are going to be like, oh, I've already been told that Mia is the truth and the light, you know, (laughs) when they show up to get them that much closer to actually getting the subscription. So that would be a great first thing. The other thing is to really reach out to your people and say, what's the biggest hurdle that's keeping you from investing in copy? Because I tell people all the time, like if you have a budget and you got to choose between like design or copy or development, like buy the copy every time, because the words are what is going to move people to buy, right? Or to take that next step. So if you're having trouble sort of with your less personal efforts, I guess, getting people to take that first step of like, yeah, let me opt in for this. Then you have to find that hook that's going to be like, ooh, ow, that is me. Let me let me get in here and see what's going on, right? And it might not be like you you tried some really good things, but it might be even simpler. It might be giving somebody the mental transformation 
that they need to get over their copy buying hump, right? Um, and I talk a lot in, in Content Bootcamp about belief mapping, which is a thing, you know, a lot of people don't really realize. It's not just pouring people into your funnel and getting to move. Like, you're not just trying to get them to push a button. You actually have to understand what are the beliefs that people need to have in order to buy from you. And so giving somebody that that um, mental breakthrough actually can be your lead magnet. Like, <laughs> you know, what you're losing out on by not investing in copy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's the word. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so that's my, like, that's just a, an idea and a theory I came up with, but really going back and talking to your people and saying like, what is the thing, especially your clients, right? What's the thing that got you over the hump to be like, oh, maybe I should do this. Right. And going back to that moment. And so that's where you can like hook people and get them on the list. And then you can start to move them down the belief chain to like, oh yeah, I really do need to invest in this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Does make sense. All right, cool. Um, and then as far as capturing, you know, once you, once you get those ideas and that hook, then you can try those things out. You can put that, you know, you can put opt-ins on your podcast episodes for sure on your blog posts, like all the places people are going to search for you. Then you have those opt-ins and we don't have time to talk about tracking where people come from, but that is definitely a thing that you should be doing. And that's a, that's a thing that we help people with. So, all right. So, Then we come to presenting. So once people are on your list, how are you presenting your offer? Like, are you doing that via email? Obviously at the house parties, right? You're telling people like, hey, buy the subscription. Um, What's going on in between? So now, and I'm very proud of myself, now after they're, because knowing that most people come in through our parties, after they go through the the follow-up sequence um, for the party, uh, they then are rolled off into kind of like a, a shorter nurture sequence. It's about five or so emails um, that's tackling some of those beliefs. But also I feel like I, would, I wrote those off of a hypothesis, which is fine. Like we all kind of start with a hypothesis until we prove it. Um, so I, I have a note there in my brain that I need to go back and readdress if the if those considerations, those, those barriers to um, – to taking that next step are actually the ones that are in place. But anyway, they go through that kind of, um, that, that nurture sequence and, um, are given the opportunity to buy again, um, into the subscription. And then if they don't do that, they're rolled off into our uh, newsletter, which now we're currently emailing three times a week. Yes. Yes. That was going to be my next question. (laughs) Here's a nugget that I got long time ago. One of the first masterminds I ever invested in the guy who ran that gave gave us this equation, right? Relationships equals interactions over time, right? So the more people who are like, oh, we have a monthly newsletter, oh, we have a weekly newsletter. I'm like, that's great, but that's only 12 chances, you know, for somebody to get to know you if you're emailing monthly. So I love that you're doing three times a week um, and I get your emails, they're very good. So um, I love that. Um, the, thing that. the thing that came to me about this phase is, oh, are you doing any kind of survey like either within your welcome sequence or your follow-up sequence or off the back of it? Mm, like, yeah, you no. didn't buy. How come? No. And you want to know the funny thing? I like tell people to do this. 
Right. Well, and this is <laughs> this is why we're here, right? Because I, t- I say all the time, I have a new coach and I say all the time, I just need a me for me, right? Somebody yeah. who's outside of me to be like, hey, are you doing this thing that you tell your clients to do all the time? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that would be my suggestion is some kind of survey that, um, and we did this, uh, and just to make y'all feel better, like, I just started doing this after our December launch for boot camp. We did like a, Hey, why didn't you, or the fall launch last year? Why didn't you buy? And the way we structured it, it gave us a lot of great data because one, it either validated some assumptions. Cause like when you're, and here's the thing, when you're doing these surveys, don't just give people a box to write into, right? Because you're not going to be able to manage the data that way. So think of what the common, you know, objections or reasons might be and give them those so that you can one, um, have like a way to see kind of how the data is grouping, but also so you can send that information back to your CRM, right? So that you can say, so one of the things we did is, uh, one of the reasons was it's not the right time. I said, great. When is the right time? Q1, Q2, Q3, right? Now they're telling me when they want to join, <laughs> Right? So then I can go back and I can be like, hey, it's Q2. You said you wanted to join. Is it time? You know, So um, that would work beautifully for you too, because you can store that information in a CRM. This is We're getting into behavioral-based marketing territory now, y'all. Um, because once you have that as a date, now you can have an automation that's like, hey, it's two weeks before, it's a month before you said you wanted to start. Like, how are you feeling? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how's that sitting? I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that would be a big thing that you could do. And then it's going to tell you, like, it's going to give you all the, all the objections and all the reasons that people aren't buying. So then you can go back and you can prove all the, all the sequences that are coming before that. Right. Okay. So now let's come to the close part. So that's how, how do actually people show up and give you money to get the thing? What's that process? So all they have to do is go to our site to say, yeah, I'm in, click the link, put in their info and boom, they have access to the database. So same thing for our one-time, uh, yeah, same thing for our one-time purchases as well. Like if they are like, hey, I want a sequence, I do offer a 15 minute call on those larger projects as well. So we can you know, make sure it's right. But from there, all they have to do, use the link purchase, the rest of it is all automated. They're all the way up until we either have that that kickoff call or they make their first purchase. So, Yeah. And I've experienced that firsthand. And you did a nice personal touch with the sales page. Like I got the video from you where you're like, hey, so excited. So um, you're, uh, and I've said this before, but I'll just go on the record again, that your onboarding and offboarding is some of the smoothest that I've experienced, especially outside of like other people who do what I do, right? Other marketers. Um, so like, congratulations on that. So for the people listening, onboarding is huge. Onboarding, if you are trying to, um, if you're trying to raise your prices or you're trying to um, just make that really, that better first impression on people, onboarding is a key place to do that, to really take the time to think through what do I want someone's experience to be after they've given me money? Because if someone gives you money, especially if it's a large amount of money, and then there's crickets, like they are instantly having time to go into buyer's remorse, right? Exactly. <laughs> Should I really have done this? But if they give you money and then the next thing is, if even if it's a service, right, you're not going to, they're not going to get it right then, right? But they can get a confirmation that's like, hey, 
you made a great choice and here's exactly what's going to happen next. And that makes people feel safe, right? Makes them feel smart. Like, oh, okay, you know, I did a good thing and I'm in good hands and there's a process for this um, and I know what to expect, right? So yeah, that is definitely the lesson. And that, I think you have nailed that really well. So the best business book that has ever been recommended to me, it's Never Lose Another Client by Joey Coleman. And do you have that book? <laughs> I feel like I bought it. Yes. Here it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I bought it. Yes. On your So like, I love that book and it's been so absolutely incredibly influential in just looking at onboarding and like I, everybody has room for improvement and I'm constantly looking for ways to like integrate more systems and just put at that personal touch just so that you know, we have evangelized customers, but yeah, it's good. It's a good book. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm still thinking about those cupcakes. It's been like a year since I bought that <laughs> sales page. So I got to get you some more I, cupcakes. <laughs> I know, right? Very, very excellent point. Okay. So then next phase is deliver. So how do people actually get what they paid for? Yes. So for, I'll focus on the subscription side. So for the subscription, uh, one of the things that we really wanted to prioritize was communication, which we're, again, we've been betaing this thing for since January. Like we launched this thing in January. So it's only been up for a few months, but um, we set everyone up with a private Slack channel. So that way we can talk more uh, regularly in real time about edits, but through their dashboard, they are delivered the asset. They order the assets through their dashboards and they're delivered the link to their asset in their dashboard. And when it's ready for their review, they put it up we put that up in uh, Slack. Hey, your thing's ready for review. Here are the next steps. And trying to stay as close to constant communication as we can. So, yeah, I have awesome. I have notes on that, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. And I mean, you know, like it's it's constant, you know, progress, not perfection. Right. So having those touch points and those automated messaging that's like, hey, you're you know, your copy's ready to review and hey, like, don't forget to give us feedback or hey, are you happy, you know, on the back end, like, hey, are you happy with your copy? Like, we'd love to see it in the wild, right? Yeah. That would be a thing you could add would be like, hey, have you deployed? Like, let us, let us see it. Like, shout it out, take a screenshot, tag us on social media, you know, um, all that kind of thing. So getting people to, to evangelize, like throughout the whole process. Yeah. Love it. That's perfect. All right. So we've talked about traffic system, capture system, presenting your offer, uh, closing your offer, delivering your offer. Those are five of the significant six systems. The the last system is follow-up. And even though it comes last, follow-up actually runs through every single system because the job of follow-up is, you know, very few people go like, la 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 straight through, right? So if somebody gets to a point and then they stall, then the follow-up is there to kind of catch them and keep them moving on track. So what does your follow-up look like at different points or where do you feel like it's lacking the most where you want to improve it? The listeners can't see my face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that as a whole, my follow-up could be a lot better. Um, What I do have in our CRM, which my, my CRM saga is ever continuing. Uh, one day I'll just listen to Karanda and I should just get that like put <laughs> up on my computer. Just do whatever Karanda says. 
Stop making it harder for yourself. And, you know, I'll go over and I'll change my CRM. But um, the I have it in my CRM. If I, let's say, for instance, I have a, a call with someone on their launch or their funnel um, and they I follow up with them. I do have automated emails to follow up with them uh, three times, um, especially if a proposal has been sent out. Proposals are like they're not even a proposal. It's more like a scope of work type thing with the link to go ahead and purchase and start the process. I follow up with them it's about three or four times with automated emails if they haven't purchased. Um, but after that, it's, it's kind of, I'm just like, oh, they didn't want to work with me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So follow up is so, is so clutch because especially now, right? Because the world is on fire, sometimes literally more than it's ever been. So somebody could genuinely be really excited to work with you and then like life could happen right? Like they could get COVID or they, you know, they could have to travel or take care of a family. Like all these things could be happening that legitimately keep them from hiring you, even though they're excited to do it. And so it's actually a kindness and a service when that happens to have some sort of long-term follow-up with people. And this is another cobbler's kid moment, right? Where I've I've known about this for a while, but I have not yet set it up. That will be fixed by the time this episode airs, I will have this done. But it's called Forever Follow-Up. And I, I got this from um, an episode of the Email Marketing Heroes show. And it's basically just an automation that has five or six different emails that are very simple. Like, hey, you know, it's been six weeks since we last touched base, like, you know, what are you working on? How can we help? (laughs) Right. Just five or six of those that you send every, whatever interval makes sense for you. Maybe it's every six or eight weeks. Right. And you just loop that sucker until they raise their hand and say, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. And on the episode, the guy who was, it was one of the, it was a guest and I, his name escapes me, but we'll link to it in the show notes. But he was like, oh, yeah, I had a guy in this. And he just showed up and said, OK, we're redirecting 5K a month of our marketing budget because you have the best follow up I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, shoot. And that's right? simple. That sounds doable. It's so, it's so simple. It's like you can write five emails <laughs> right, yeah. to check in with somebody. So that's a huge tip that I have for people. And technically, you know, if you don't know how to set that up, like that's why we're here. <laughs> Right. But yeah, just actually writing the messages. And even if you were like, oh, the tech is like too much, right? You could still write those emails and you could put the reminders in and have someone on your team send that email. Right. That would be the low tech, simple way to do that. Yeah. How's that sound? Love that. That that feels yeah. great. That like simplifies something that's actually been sitting on my chest for a very long time. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Cool. The other thing I want to talk about with follow-up is something that we really haven't brought up to this point, and that is segmenting. Um, And so if you don't know what segmenting is, if you think of, you know, all of your audience and all of your, especially your email list as like being all these contacts in a bucket, right? Well, people have different attributes about them and they have different actions that they've taken. And so every time somebody takes an action or doesn't take an action, that's a segment. It's a, a mini grouping that you can make within this larger audience where you can say, oh, these people are interested in this, right? These people are interested in our done for you services, right? Not just the subscription. Or these people um, came to a party, but these people haven't, right? So these people have felt our energy, you know, not in person, but virtually, right? And so 
if you think about all the steps along the customer journey, you can have people who came to a party, people who didn't, people who looked at your sales page, people who didn't. Every opportunity that you give someone to take an action and they either take action or they don't, that's a potential segment that if you are tracking that those actions are lack thereof, now you can group those people and you can say, hey, let's... Um, Oh, so here's here's another juicy. I can't believe I'm giving you all this for free. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of sitting here like you're giving away so much. <laughs> I know. Um, this is another one actually that I got from Robin Kennedy at Email Marketing Heroes. The tell me more sequence. Um, so think about okay. This is how I explain this. Think about someone walks into a physical store and there's employees standing all around and nobody greets you, right? That that's not good, right? So that's the welcome sequence. The digital version of that is the welcome. Oh, you're here. Welcome in. But now think about somebody goes up to, for me, it would be, I don't know, some kind of sports gear, right? <laughs> like waterproof jackets or shoes or bikes or whatever it is. And they're like taking the bike off the rack. They're throwing a leg over it. They're like playing with the gears. Like you're going to go up to that person and be like, Hey, do you have any questions about this bike? Look, let me help you get to this purchasing decision. Well, the digital version of that is happening all the time. So being able to track those things that are happening. So if you have a CRM that talks that a CRM that can also email your people that also is attached to your website and tracking your subscribers activity on your website. Now, you know, Hey, this person's gone to my booking page eight times and hasn't booked. We better reach out to them. Those are buying signals, right? Um, so you can either have uh, an alert that says, hey, this person's a hot prospect, like reach out to them. Or you can have what I call the tell me more or what Robin Kennedy called the tell me more sequence. That's like, hey, I see you're looking at this thing and you're interested in this thing. So let me tell you some more about it. And that can be a three to five email sequence that really goes through the nitty. That's when someone might be like, yeah, I'll watch a video about what is the back end of the subscription site look like because I'm seriously considering this. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. If people haven't <laughs> taken notes on that, like goodness. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so those are those are really the six systems. And so when we do the whole marketing intensive, we do like a, a massively expanded version of looking into those systems and the thing that we do that I, obviously I can't do on the podcast is we actually visually map that out for you so that, and this is the problem with like, I would say 95% or more of business owners is ha have never seen their marketing like outside of that. Oh, I can log into convert kit or I can log into my website. I can see the sales page, but there's no place where you can go to have a visual overview of if this, then that, right? Oh, when somebody opts in here, this is what happens. They go into this sequence. And then if they do this, then we do, you know, then we send them here. There's no visual map of that. And having that, like when we do the marketing intensive, that is almost always the first time that people have actually seen their marketing outside of the tools. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so we do that. We, you know, we give them like the fancy version of the pot of gold. <laughs> like I just had someone who wrote a book about content Eat, like message me after getting the pot of gold and she sent me a picture of her book open to like the pages where we, she was like literally talking about this tool you should have some way to track your content she's like I have been dreaming and wishing for this tool for like however many years and like how can I shout you out so 
having a way to gather your content someplace that is not putting your intellectual property and trapping it into these tools. Like I have a client right now, we're about to, to move them over to um, active campaign from their old email platform. And I'm like, you need to be documenting your campaign emails. And they're like, what do we need to do that for? I'm like, cause you're about to lose 1400 emails. <laughs> cause you're moving, you know, cause it's trapped platform imprisonment. That's what, that's what Chris calls it. So it's just so important to be gathering your, your data and having it like outside those tools. So, all right, y'all, I've given enough uh, gems uh, away today, I think. Um, so we're going to wrap it up at this point. But um, before I do that, tell people where they can go and get get your awesome words. What's the best place? Yeah, so the best place is at www.thecopyhouse.com. And that's H-A-U-S because we're fancy over here. Yeah, um, fancy. Yes, though thecopyhouse.com is the best place to uh, connect with us and see what we're all about. But um, to also know more about us and what we stand for and how we're doing copy differently, give our podcast, The Money Marketing and Mission Show, a listen. We're at all of the places where one could listen to a podcast. So, yeah. Awesome. Yes. Go check it out, y'all. You won't be sorry. Hire them. Get your words. Uh, the word sell. Like I'm I'm a believer and I'm a fan. So thank you so much for doing this. I know it's not always easy to come on and be vulnerable and share, you know, the things that aren't necessarily working as well as you want them to, but that's how we learn. And I so I so appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. 